thought this morning. If you would, go with me to, to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14. I'm glad that mercy, and as the song mentioned, mercy walked in. It was God's mercy that gave me the opportunity to understand His saving grace and experience that saving grace, though unworthy, I was in the moment I received salvation and yet still unworthy of all that he's given. We, we did that was last Sunday or the Sunday before, more than I deserve. But uh, this morning, Proverbs chapter 14 and Proverbs chapter 16, you don't really have to hold your place because you're just going to flip probably one page. But um, this morning, I'll, I want to bring this thought. I've been milling over it for a while and... Um, and then I went yesterday morning, uh, Libby and I went back over to, to White Oak Independent Baptist Church there for the Saturday morning time frame of their, um, their youth rally they were having. And by the way, I appreciate the Barzons taking the young people uh, Friday night over there. And, uh, but while there, one of the preachers Saturday morning um, went to Proverbs chapter 2. We'll be visiting that here in just a moment. But he went to Proverbs chapter 2, and uh, I had already been milling over and, and looking at several thoughts that we're going to uh, kind of investigate some this morning. And then that preacher went to Proverbs 2 and uh, re-triggered a, a thought. I don't know if I've presented it here before, if, I, if I've laid this out before. If I have, for those who have heard it, you probably need to hear it again. If, uh, if I have it for those who've not heard it, well, then um, it, it'll be something that can, can now be put into your repertoire of things that you have seen and now know from the Word of God. But um, I want to look at this thought of how it all got started, how it all got started. Um, may not be going where you think I'm going, so we're not going to Genesis, Okay. Um, but Proverbs chapter 14 and Proverbs chapter 16, both of these chapters have a verse in which it, it states almost the exact same statement. Um, and before and after those statements have some things I'm not going to investigate too much, but um, you'll, you'll see where we're going. I want to look at verse number 8 of Proverbs 14 to start with. Verse number 8. And, uh, and, and just keep in mind that that title I gave you is, is to spur a, a thought that we're going to build on, how it all got started. But Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 8 down to verse number 12, the Bible tells us, the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin but among the righteous there is favor the heart knoweth his own bitterness and a stranger doth not intermeddle with his joy the house now here this this is where it starts really honing in the house of the wicked shall be overthrown but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish we're not talking about perfect people when he's, talk, when he's talking about the righteous and the upright, we're not talking about self-righteous people. We're talking about those who follow righteousness, those who follow a holy God and his word. 
if you follow the word of God, does that make you better than somebody else? Uh, absolutely not. Well, I'm saved. Good for you. Me too. But you know what that makes us? We're just forgiven sinners with an emphasis on sinners. And the only hope is because one who could forgive chose to forgive. We're not worthy of it. And it goes on in verse number 12. Here is that that phrase in verse number 14. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Go to verse, uh, chapter 16. Chapter 16, look at verse number 20. Verse number 20 down to verse number 25. Bible says in, in Proverbs 16, He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. You want to be happy? We've got to stop trusting in ourselves. You ever made yourself miserable? You ever done some things and you went back and said, that was really dumb. Why did I do that? Okay. So trust in yourself, be miserable, or you know, follow God's word, trust in the Lord, and find true happiness. By the way, happiness does not mean everything's going great and wonderful in your life. Happiness is the ability to find, godly happiness is the ability to find joy in the midst of any situation because I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. Looking now further, verse 21, the wise in heart shall be called prudent, And the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. But the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. And addeth learning to his lips. By the way, that's just saying the wise person knows how to bite their tongue. And zip their lip. That went over like a lead balloon. All right. Verse number 24. Pleasant words are as in honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. And then verse number 25 is again that statement said again. The only two places it's mentioned like this. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14 deals with a whole bunch of actions and choices and talking about there is a way that seemeth right to a man and the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 16 deals a lot with the mouth and words and how we speak. And it says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So whether by action or deed or by word, man has, mankind has their own idea of the right way to do things. Mankind has our own idea of how we, right, how we feel about things. 
well, I feel it ought to be like this. Well, okay. You have the right to feel that way. Doesn't make it right. And so I want to look. I'm, when we, we, to close out this morning, we're going to look at two individuals in the book of Proverbs that are rather popular. Most people have heard of them. Most people um, have, have read about them numerous times and, uh, and would be able to recognize the, the referencing of them. But um, I want to give you some, some prelude to going back and visiting those two individuals in the book of Proverbs. And I, I want to see how the ways of men versus the ways of God compare. And then I want to show you a sad story of two people that most of us have heard about. And that sad story of where they ended up, but how did it all get started? How did they get where they are? We're going to get there, all right? So y'all hang with me as we look at these thoughts. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us as we look at his word this morning. Heavenly Father, we, we do thank you for the chance to be here. We, we now need your help. We need your guidance. We need, Lord, you to help us open our hearts and our minds to truth. Would you help us in this moment as many times in this life when we don't need to be wide open to hearing and receiving because of the dangers that we receive and the errors that we hear. But in this time, looking at your word, if there's one thing we know, it is a safe place to open up ourselves, open up our hearts, hear the word of God and receive the truth that we see from your word. I pray that you would help us to do that. Would you give us the guidance that we need? Work on our hearts. Show us individually. Let the Holy Spirit do a work and show us individually what we need this morning as we look at this thought of where it all started. Or would you do within us what you know is needed? We ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. And amen. Well, Here's a deep thought for you. You ready for some deep thoughts? Here we go, real deep. Everything has a beginning. I like being real, you know, theologically and philosophy and all. I, I like, like to be real deep on stuff. Um, what we see from a life, when you, when you look at people and when you look at situations, or better yet, when you look in the mirror, what we see from a life is simply the byproduct of an earlier decision that in, an individual has made. What decision would that be? It's very easy to, to bring it down to truly. It's, it's a pretty simple one choice or the other scenario. Everybody is going to go one way or another in their life. We all know that. I, I'm not trying to be, um, uh, you know, uh, real shocking with great information here this morning, but many of us, though we know that we're going to go one way or the other with our life, many, unfortunately, are choosing to go their own way, their own path, their own decisions of things. We live in a time, and y'all know this, we live in a time when we are told 
that everyone, everyone can have it your way. Don't we? Have it your way. It's, 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 it's the whole Burger King mentality. You can have it your way. Go for it. And, and in that mentality of having it your way and doing it your way, we're also told in our society today, no one has the right to tell you that that's wrong. Because it might be right for you. And who are they to say that what, what you feel is right for you is wrong? Okay. So now, now we have a scenario. I heard... Um, can't remember where I heard it. Just it just recently, it was on the radio. Or I can't remember. Somebody somebody somewhere said this, and I, and 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 I, I picked up on it and checked on it, and, and it's true. There was an interview done in Fox News. It might have been. I don't know if it was at the thing. I can't keep track of what day it is half the time. So y'all just stick with me. But the uh, there was an interview on Fox News by a I believe it was a professor, or at least a teacher in one of our schools in our country. And the interview was all about the, the modern and the new, ed, you know, educated way that we understand we need to teach our children. And what this individual said is, we have always been taught and ingrained to believe that two plus two has to equal four. However, two plus two we are now teaching our children the truth. Two plus two doesn't always equal four. Now, this is a Fox News on television interview. Two plus two can be other numbers, other endpoints of finality, depending on what the child feels the right answer would be. Now, this individual said, me personally, um, you know, if that's the way it is, okay, but I'm going to try that with the IRS. <laughs> Since two plus two doesn't actually equal four for sure anymore, then what they tell me, I, oh, I'm going to look and say, well, no, 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 but that plus that plus that, I think it actually equals this now, and that is my truth. See how far that goes. By the way, uh, I was telling, telling Faith, um, she had to fly out early this morning, but uh, I was telling Faith about that. She said, yeah, try that when you're trying to fly and, and, and you're trying to gauge distances and all that kind of stuff and how, whether or not you're high enough or whether or not you're gotten clo too close to the ground. Try, try just saying that your numbers are whatever you want them to be and see how long you live. There are certainties. There are specifics, and I'm sorry, we live in a world where it is now being not only propagated, but being shoved down our throats that everyone can choose what they want, how they want, and no one has a right to tell them anything different because that is their truth. And truth today is relative. Truth is relative to what you want it to be. Well, I hate to burst the bubble, but um, I had some very, very sad news for all those that want to propagate and believe that truth is relative to whatever you want it to be. And, and again, it's going to come down to people's acceptance. In this life, you can choose what you will accept. 
But one day we will stand and the evidence of truth will be before us and there will be no denying it and there will be no changing it. And for those who've rejected truth today in this opportunity, they will stand saying, I want to change my answer. I want to change my answer. And say, sorry, the test has been turned in. There is no changing the answers. Now just comes the finality of the result of your choice. Today is the opportunity to choose. But there's only one truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. This is Jesus speaking to the Father. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is a truth. But does it say a truth? Thy word is a version of truth? Thy word is relative truth? No, it says thy word is truth. This is the only thing that you can hold on to and read and know you are getting 100% of truth. You say, I just don't know if I can believe that. Well, that's your choice. One day the Lord will reveal all things according to as he has said. By the way, there is only one true way. There is only one truth. There is only one true way, and that is God's way. The psalmist said in in, uh, Psalm 86 and verse number 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Now, that's not a trembling as in scared of him. That is standing in awe. By the way, if we are like Isaiah in Isaiah 6, if we could see him, as Isaiah saw him, we would see him in the full revealing of truth. And what we would see would produce a fear within us that is the holy godly fear, not being afraid of him, but we would answer as Isaiah did. Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. He saw God high and lifted up, and then instantly he saw himself in relation to a holy God, and he said, boy, was I wrong about myself. By the way, when he saw God, he saw what was around him, and he saw holy, holy, holy. And instantly he realized, ain't me, ain't me, that ain't me. There is only one truth that is God's word. There is only one true way, and that is a holy God's way. Now we can say, anybody in this life can say, well, I just don't see it that way. And that's fine. That is fine. That is your choice, that is my choice to make. If we don't want to see it by the truth of the word of God that it is, if we say, well, I just don't view it that way, so that doesn't make, that, that, that makes it nullified for me. Actually, no. Just because you don't see it as being truth and you don't view it that way doesn't change truth. 
Just because someone says, well, I just don't want to believe that, that's not the way I see things. Well, you have your right to see it your own way because there is a choice to make. Your way, God's way. And you can live this life your way. I can live this life my way. But there's going to come a day when the reality is going to hit because I'm standing before truth. And if I haven't chosen him in this life and his way, I'm going to look and say, oh my, I am undone and I am finished. I thought I could do it my way, Frank Sinatra. But I found out my way leads to destruction. Now, y'all hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm being somewhat mellow right now, so we'll, we'll, I'll crank it up in a minute. Mankind has already tried the have-it-your-way idea. Uh, their thoughts, by the way, when they did it this way, when they did their own way, their thoughts, the Bible says, were evil continually. Anybody guess what time frame that was? The days of Noah. Their thoughts were evil continually. And they thought they were getting exactly what they wanted in life until it began to rain. And then things started getting a little hairy. And by the way, when, it, when the flood came and when, when, when the rains fell, when the fountains of the deep broke up, when all this started happening, when chaos ensued and the reality of their way, which was wickedness, when the reality of it hit, may I say I have no doubt that they were banging and screaming and clawing at the side of that boat that they mocked and ridiculed and made fun of. Begging, please let me in, let me in, I believe it now. May I say this too, here's a, here's a thought for you. Imagine how hard that had to have been for Noah and his family. If, if they could hear, you do realize they had no control over anchoring the boat and opening the door. The Bible says that they went in and God shut and sealed the door. Even if they wanted to, they could not pry that door open to let somebody in that made the wrong choice. Those that were in by God's command and God's way that, by the way, at that point made no sense whatsoever. You're building a boat in the middle of the desert. Where are you going to go with it? What are you going to do with this thing, Moses? Moses. Noah? Sure, if Moses was there, he would have said Moses. <laughs> what are you doing, Noah? What do you think you're going to do with this big old boat? What, are you trying to be impressive? You try, you know, think about it, 120 years, that's a long time. That's a long time to be mocked and ridiculed. That's a long time to be finger-pointed and laughed at. That's a long time for people to spit at you. And imagine if they were, if they did like people do today, I imagine they threw rocks at him. Think about where we are today. 
And we're, get, we're just now getting to a real understanding of what it is to have society live by everybody does their own thing and nobody can say anything against it. That's, they, they were not only living, they had experienced it and they were deep into it. I mean, it was their full philosophy and the, the works of men were evil continually. Imagine being Noah, not Moses. Imagine being Noah trying to build an ark by God's command in an environment where ridiculing someone who is trying to follow God would have actually been praised if you tortured that individual 24-7. You would have actually been hailed as a hero in society's eyes if you would have made their life miserable. And who's to say you couldn't do it because you had the right to do it? And since everybody's hearts and minds and thoughts and and intents were on evil continually, they had actually begun to do what we're starting to see today. They called good evil and evil good. Have y'all experienced some of that today? Have you seen it today? By the way, I I just, mm, I gotta say it. There... I'm, I'm still working on, on, on I got to call our mayor and talk to him. But, uh, but there is a new ordinance in our city that just came down as of August 1st. I didn't know anything about it leading up to it. I didn't know of any kind of meetings that we could have gone to to actually say, um, you better make sure there's protections for what the church is called to do. By the way, the church is called to go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. We are called to be uh, a, a people that, you want to talk about the city of Southern hospitality? We're called to be the head of that. Reaching people, greeting people, giving the gospel. And there's an ordinance that they just signed and put into effect. Now, as a whole, it mostly reads as a, as a whole. It deals with selling, but they use the word soliciting. Soliciting is being redefined however anybody wants to say it, but soliciting technically is when you are selling or trying to receive something as benefit through going door to door and trying to solicit something to receive, okay? I want to receive your money for selling you this, or I want to receive your vote by getting you to go with me. We're not going anywhere for, to receive anything from anybody. We're trying to, as we go door knocking, as we go visiting throughout our community, we are trying to just reach people, get to know people, invite people to a place that is open to them and what we have going on, as well as share the gospel, which is the command on the church. And yet there's an ordinance now that makes it technically illegal to solicit in the city limits. And people can sign themselves up to a register that they don't want solicitation at their home. And you can be fined. And I would venture to say, if you continue, you could be put in jail over soliciting. But the question, the big question is, what does it apply to? And trust me, I'm going to be calling our mayor and saying, are you, are, are you attacking the church? Because we're on the front lines of greeting and visiting and trying to be there for our community. 
You say, well, how, what does that have to do with all this? Simple. Whether people realize it or not, and whether all those involved understand it or not, there are always some, if they're, if they're not protecting the church in doing what the church is called to do, there are always some that are doing what they are doing to silence the investment and involvement of the church in the community. May I say, we're still going door knocking. Oh, preacher, what are you going to do? I'm going to call the mayor. I'm going to talk to him. I'm hoping they're going to say, we're not talking about that. We're talking about sales and things of that nature. We're not trying to attack the church. Great, wonderful. Okay, I've got my, my, my side note of, of approval that we're not doing anything that's going to cause a problem. But here's my thing. We don't go visiting because it's a good idea. We don't go visiting because, because hey, that, that's the way in which, you know, you, you grow a big church. We go visiting because the Bible commands us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Go and reach those that, by the way, may not even know what it is that's available or that they need, and you go and you share. Nothing more neighborly than actually being there and saying, hey, by the way, we're here if you need something. Can I share with you the most important decision life could ever present to you? That was a side note. That was free. But here's the thing. We live in a society, it, they're trying to strangle. Now, I don't know if that's the purpose of, what, uh, of things here in the city, and I certainly hope it's not, and I'm not attacking anybody. But I'm telling you, that is reminiscent of what's happening around our country and many places, if it's not here for that purpose, many other places, it's very much that purpose. They want to silence and remove anything to do with this. Why? Because truth cannot be set. It must be relative. I'm not getting very far. I'm trying. But let me, let me move. Here we go. Y'all ready? We'll move on. So Noah found grace because he decided to follow God's way instead of the crowd's way. Choosing to follow our own way always leads to the same result. Every time the Bible records that mankind went their own way, they, they always fully forsook God and his direction. One good example of that is in the book of Judges. The very last verse in the whole book of Judges, Judges 21-25 says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. The last judge, you might say, of, of Israel is going to be Samuel. And Samuel, as he is leading, as he gets older, in 1 Samuel, you end up finding, I, I'm not going to go there, but 1 Samuel chapter 8, you find that the people, as they have been doing what was right in their own eyes, they come to a point when Samuel is getting older. His sons, by the way, get this, even within the house of God's people, the children can follow the world. Samuel prophet, last judge, helping to guide the children of Israel. His sons were wicked, doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. And the people who were doing the same thing told Samuel, 
You're getting old and up in years. Your sons are wicked. We do not want to follow them. You're not going to be around. So what did they ask for? Give us a king. Now, that sounds, that sounds good on the, on the surface. Hey, they, they want somebody to kind of keep them in line. They, they want somebody to be accountable to. No, that wasn't it. We want to be like all the other nations. What was it in total? Samuel was very grieved. Samuel was very hurt by this. But God tells him in, in, in verse number 7 of 1 Samuel 8, it says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. They're doing that which is right in their own eyes. They've gone their own way, and it has led to an inevitable end. And that is they chose to fully turn their back on God and him leading them. And they said, give us a human king to lead us. We'd rather a king than God. It's always been the same process. Follow your own way, do your own thing. Don't listen to truth, but make up your own truth. And you always end up in the same place, rejecting God completely and saying we want nothing to do with him. It's always the same. Everyone has a choice to make. Y'all, y'all know this passage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, if y'all w- go ahead and turn to Proverbs 2 and be waiting on me, all right? We're gonna get there. I'm gonna in- introduce you to two people. But everyone has a choice to make in this life. Now, a choice in the daily walks of life, we know that. But, but we're dealing with eternity as well. Eternity is determined while we live in this life as to whether or not we accept the truth concerning Christ And he is the only way. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is what Christ proclaimed, and it is backed up throughout Scripture. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We can try everything we want to to figure out our own way, but if we don't go by him, by Christ, by the blood shed on the cross, eternity with God will be lost because there is no coming to the Father. There is no living eternity in God's presence without going through Christ. But Matthew 7, 13 and 14, y'all know these verses. If you've read your Bible much at all and, and, and you've been around it, it's probably familiar to you. But it says, enter ye in at the straight gate. This is Christ speaking. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. There's always two choices. By the way, it wouldn't be a choice if you didn't have two. There always has to be two to give you a choice. There is my way as broad as I want to make it. And there is God's way as narrow as he has said it. What is God's narrow way? Christ. As that song says, one door and only one and yet it's sides of two. Inside and outside and which side are you? One door and only one and yet it's sides of two. I'm on the inside. Which side are you? 
Who's the door? Jesus said, I am the door. He is the way. There is no other way. It is God's way. It is narrow. And it is only through Christ. But every man has to make a choice. Those who choose the wrong way, the wrong path in life, pay a destructive price. And this is seen clearly in the lives of two well-known individuals. Most of us here have heard of them. We don't have their specific names, but we have them by description. In Proverbs chapter 2, you have two individuals that are mentioned all throughout Proverbs, and they they are introduced to us here in chapter 2. These two individuals are known as the evil man and the strange woman. The evil man, as a matter of fact, even David mentions the evil man, the evil-hearted or minded man in the book of Psalms quite a bit. But in Proverbs, the evil man is mentioned several times, but also the strange woman. The strange woman, Solomon tried to warn his sons over and over and over and over and over again, stay away from the strange woman. This individual who flatters with her tongue. This individual who who woos and sucks people in for all the pleasures of life and yet brings nothing but destruction. Now watch. The evil man, the strange woman. Chapter 2 is where you meet them to begin with. Here's where it all got started for them. Look at verse number 6 down to verse number 15. I've got to hurry and we'll be, we'll be finished. Verse number 6 down to verse number 15. Here is the evil man. Verse number 6 says, For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Now, all of that is encouraging. That is following God and his way. And all that comes from letting him guide our lives through his word, through the direction that he gives of the Holy Spirit. If you know Christ, your personal Savior, you have present with you at all times the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. And that Holy Spirit has the ability by God to lead and direct and, and, and give, uh, as, as Paul, Paul said, it was hard to kick, as Christ was telling him, it's hard to kick against the pricks the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, trying to help guide and direct. All of that brings about great things and a sure path and a prosperous way. But then this discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee from what? Verse number 12 through verse number 15. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leaveth the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths. Now, 
all of that, can I take you back to where it all started? Here's the evil man. He rejects everything to do with God. He loves evil. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he thrives on watching people do wicked. He thrives on getting involved in it. He thrives on helping others get sucked into it. He's an evil man. But where did it all get started? You saw it there in verse number 13. Who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Do you know what's sad about the evil man? He was once under the instruction and direction of truth. You don't leave something unless you were already in it. You don't leave something unless you were there to begin with. Or else it would say, who never went to the paths of uprightness, but went to the path of evil and wickedness. That's the way it would be worded, but it didn't word that way. Who leave the path of uprightness. So in other words, this man we know as the evil man was once underneath correct and true doctrine. He was once underneath the understanding of who God was and what he should do in following the Lord. He's an individual that's not unknowledgeable concerning that which is right. He knows right. He was in right. He was over there. And he said, I'm going to choose not to follow this. And I'm going to leave it. And I'm going to do my own way. And he's now known as the evil man. Fully forsaken God. And dragging everybody he can with joy into misery and sin and wickedness. One more. Go down a couple more verses. The strange woman. Where did it all begin for her? Verse number 16. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. Yikes. By the way, we live in a sensual, wicked world. Sensuality within, by the way, the music industry. Parents, you better watch out when it comes to the music. And I get it. I understand. Listen, it, there are some things. There are some things that draw me. I, I was born in the wrong generation. I need to go back to, you know, Beach Boys and all that kind of stuff, that time frame. No, God didn't put me there because he knew what I'd do. He knew, he knew how, how, how ridiculous I'd be. But here's the thing. There are some things that naturally do draw this flesh. And I can get caught up in it as fast as anybody here, but here's the thing. There, there is music today. There are games today. There are devices 
Here we go. There are devices today, and our kids are getting sucked in by the evil man and the strange woman. And so are we. Let's not just point the kids out. We're getting sucked in by everything that this flesh loves. And then we justify it. Well, I've got to have a phone. Oh, well, they, they got to have that. It's just the world we live in today, you know. We got to make sure our kids have what all the other kids have. May I say there are some things you kind of have to have. There are some things that are just kind of where things are headed and you got you to stay current in, in some ways, but you never have to stop being careful. Never have to stop being sensitive to the dangers of things. It's real easy for us to turn a blind eye and then say, what happened? I don't know where, where did all this come from? I can tell you where it started. It started when we decided to go ahead, I'm going to start taking some of my own path. And then all of a sudden we want nothing to do with God. We don't care about church. There are more things important than all this stuff. This ain't fun. I want to go do fun stuff. Well, who declared it fun? All the people I'm watching and listening to. All the influences I'm letting in. They're telling me it's fun and all this stuff is boring. I don't want the boring. I want the fun. I'm going to go my way. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the ways thereof are the ways of death. But the end thereof is the way of death. Wait, watch. Strange woman, I'm finished, got to be done. Here it is. Where did it begin with her? Where did it all get started? Verse number 17. Which forsaketh the guide of her youth, rebellion, and forgetteth the covenant of her family's God. Is that what it says? Forgetteth the covenant of her God. You realize the strange woman was once a godly young lady? You realize, according to Proverbs, the strange woman was once one who was underneath the, the teaching and direction of truth and right? The strange woman might have even been somebody, if it was in modern days and in, in, in days now of the church and all, might have even been one that as a younger person, a younger young lady, might have even gone to a, a youth conference or a youth rally or something or, or gone to a preaching service and felt the Lord tugging on her heart to be a missionary somewhere and go give the gospel to somebody and felt the Lord wanted her to do something. But there came a point, there came a time when she decided, I'm going to do it my way. And that was the beginning of the end. And she becomes now the strange woman that draws many to destruction. And all got started when she said, I'm going to take my own path. I'm going to do it my own way. I just don't see it that way. I see it this way. And this is what truth is to me. You and I can see things however we want to, but it will not change what truth is. May I say, people, people around this, this world 
can try to claim, well, I, I think, Oprah and many others, I think there's actually multiple ways. And may I say, and please don't get mad, there are, well, I, I, I'll, I'll just say it. Um, can't remember his first name, Graham, Billy, Billy Graham. Please don't get mad at me. If you need to, go back and look and watch. Billy Graham started off very straight, very direct, very clear on the gospel. And before he died, Billy Graham himself said, I feel that there are multiple ways to God. I believe the Muslim can find his own way to God. And I believe that this over here can find his own way to God. And that person over there. By the time it was said and done, Billy Graham turned his back on the truth that he used to preach and said, Jesus is not the only way. He's the good way. He's probably the best way, but he's not the only way. There are multiple ways that people are finding their way to God. And I don't care how influential a person is or what he has done in reaching folks with the gospel in the past. May I say, when a person says, well, I think that this is now truth, it does not change truth. It just creates confusion. Folks, this morning, and, and I'm sorry for being as lengthy as I have been, but this morning, may I say, there are two ways. There are two options in life. We choose our way, as the world would teach us, or we choose God's way. That is for salvation through blood, the blood of Jesus Christ and Him alone. But it's also in my daily walk and my daily guidance I do it my way or I do it his way. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. If I do it my way and I say, well, I have my own truth, it will not change that God's truth is the only truth and mine is just a false perception I must trust in Christ and Christ alone for salvation and I must follow a holy God every day in my life if I seek to have a good end and not destruction. It is not my way. It must be his. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Heavenly Father, pray this morning you would help us to see